Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at qcbt.com. Support also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Sean Moeller, the Quad City music entrepreneur who will soon be opening his latest performance venue in East Moline, the Rust Belt. Welcome, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me. The Rust Belt fits a niche in terms of venue size that the Quad Cities hasn't had before. What, what prompted you to open this, and, and what are your hopes for it? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the size of this place, uh, you know, it's not even that the Quad Cities hasn't had it before. I think this is, uh, it's going to be kind of a rare, rare establishment in just the Midwest in general. Um, you know, you really have to get into Chicago to, to see, um, you know, any sort of venues of this size. Um, you know, really the idea behind it is, uh, just filling a, filling a void. Uh, I think the Quad Cities has not had, uh, many opportunities to get some of the artists that we're going to be bringing to this venue. Um, they're they're obviously overlooking this place because there wasn't uh, a room of the capacity that that we're going to offer. And uh, you know the Rust Belt, uh, the size of it, while at at the at the high end is is large, we can also shrink it. And what's the high end? Would you say the high end's about four thousand? Um, I think it's actually a little bit higher than that. Um, but we're kind of going to be conservative conservative at the beginning um just with our square footage um i think that's a very comfortable number where nobody's going to feel crammed in there i think i think we actually probably have legitimate capacity for a few thousand more if we wanted to um but the idea is that we can kind of service any band between about 800 capacity up to 4,000. And, um, you know, for me as a, as a booker, that opens up a lot of doors. And um, especially at that 4,000 range, um, you know, you start unlocking a lot of possibilities that were, you know, previously just unattainable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're talking about, you know, kind of bands that, that are household names but can't fill arenas. And that's that's a huge number of artists. As is so often the case, construction projects run into delays. Um, yeah. I think you'd originally planned an opening um, perhaps this month in December, but it's being pushed back a little bit now. When do you anticipate opening? Uh, I mean, we're looking at, uh, we should have everything kind of delivered to us by early January, um, but then we're going to take a little time and, and plan on opening in February. So early February. Great. So we'll have something to look forward to uh, in the in the cold months of um, cold months of February. Yeah. What types of music will people be able to hear there? We're going to do everything. Um, you know, that's the beautiful thing. I mean, there's there's a lot of artists that, um, again, you know, haven't been able to play around here because we haven't had the capacity. So I mean, I really want to mix it up. I mean, we're going to have big country shows there, big rock and roll shows there, big you know folk shows there, big R and B shows there, big hip hop shows there. I mean. Um, we're so gonna, quite a range. Uh, everything. I mean, anything you can imagine. So, um, you know, we'll take requests. <laughs> You've described the feel of this new place as raw and gritty. Yeah. I think the Rust Belt is, you're going to feel like you're in an old factory because you are. Uh, but you can also feel a little bit of an escapism. But maybe it's more like escape from New York rather than <laughs> escape from the office. Um I, it's going to be different, but similar. And, and really, 
I think, very telling ways where I think people are going to walk into this place and feel like they're in a different city. I think you're going to feel like you walked into Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. um, and not scary Brooklyn, but like kind of the cool Brooklyn, you know, the the, the Brooklyn that everybody wants to celebrate now. Um, it's it's going to catch people off guard, and, and I think everybody's going to really like it. I'm so anxious to see this come to fruition. It's it's right on 12th Avenue near the 7th Street intersection in East Moline, and, and it's this series of kind of low-slung um, – buildings with the with this this really cool brick exterior mm-hmm. and then the interior too has has exposed brick and um exposed rafters yeah. and, and it does have that really industrial feel that um you, you know your your analogy to uh, some of the buildings that are being redone in Brooklyn I think is really apt and it's 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 so easy to get to. Yeah. It's just about a mile further down the road from Western Illinois. It's in East Moline. Yeah. But it's really close to the river, so it's 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 quite accessible. Yeah, you know, I mean, where it sits on the river, um, you know, is that one part in the river that goes east and west, which I think is really cool. Um, you know, just to have that sort of uh, topography of you know here's where we are on this you know really famous river um, that we kind of take for granted a little bit. Um, but it is really easy to get to, and I think that's, I think that's one of the things I'm most excited about too. Not just the the names and the people we're going to be bringing to town, but I think uh, um, it's really going to open people's eyes to to East Moline. As mm-hmm. I mean, it's been the forgotten city for for the longest time. I mean, I think they'd probably argue that they've they've never gotten the the, the recognition that they were due as as one of the Quad Cities. And uh, um, you know, East Moline's got a really cool mom and pop little downtown and and i think it's been underutilized and and i think it's uh i think it's going to be really fun for people to kind of discover not just you know what we're going to do with the rust belt and the little village down there but just all the little haunts in in downtown east moline yeah when the case ih plant closed um it was pretty devastating economically to east moline and then and then uh it was actually demolished completely yep. i i believe it. um east moline is is really undergoing a renaissance of sorts and the quad city times recently had a very big story that was detailed that was lovely and described um so much of the new development underway so let's talk about some of the other businesses that are being built down there now that will pull people over to east moline and provide some additional visibility for your venue yeah, I mean, you know, the whole uh, the whole complex is is going to be pretty eclectic. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff down there. Um, we don't necessarily have uh, everything filled out as far as who who's plugged into the certain spaces, but um, there's going to be a brewery down there. There's going to be a restaurant down there eventually, uh, sometime in uh, 2019. Um, there's going to be a CrossFit gym. Uh, we're working on a a retail shoe store. Um, we're working on uh, kind of a bookstore, like a used bookstore and a new bookstore. Um, there's going to be a coffee house down there with a drive-through. Um, Streamline Architects have a fabrication company uh, where they make really, really great furniture and, and chairs and tables and, and all kinds of things. And um, so a lot of the spots down there are going to have um, their furniture in the spots with uh, price tags on it. So if you like, you can kind of, uh, you can buy it on spot. Yeah, that's great. We're going to be speaking with Andrew Dasso from Streamline uh, in January, and I'm looking forward to that that conversation. The brewery is uh, Midwest Ale Works, I Mm -hmm. understand. That's correct. And then there, there's this beautiful Hyatt Hotel. I've not gone inside yet, but it's being built very close to your venue as yeah, well. Yeah, it's not far. It's, um, you know, my business partner, Larry Anderson, he's also part of that project. And, uh, yeah, the hotel's probably, 
I don't know, a thousand, thousand feet away. Um, it's going to be really nice. I mean, once, uh, once kind of everything, once all the dust is settled, there's going to be some really nice connectivity between just all of the projects down there. Obviously, there's a lot happening with the bend that's not necessarily part of what we're doing with the little village section, but, um, you know, we're all going to be sort of working in collaboration with each other constantly just because it makes the most sense. I mean, we're going to be working on uh, kind of package deals with the Hyatt, you know, for people coming to our shows from out of town and, and working on a ticket room package sort of situation. So, um, I mean, even people in town, if they just want to have a little staycation, you know, with, hey, we're going to go to that show and then we can just walk to the hotel after that. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of really interesting opportunities, but, you know, the hotel's turning out beautiful and uh, I guess we'll all get to really see it two weeks from now, I think, is, is when the, the official grand opening is. So yeah. um, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see it. It's It's been described, at least, as very modern with these geometric design elements, lots of natural light. It's Something- really cool. I mean, all the rooms uh, have a river view, which is really cool. And, and that top that top floor is really beautiful. It's, it's, it's kind of a staggering sort of view of the river. Um, I don't think there's really another one like it in the Quad Cities. It's gorgeous. Well, this is a great time for us really to be living in the in the Quad Cities. And, and this kind of urban rebirth is so exciting. Um, I spoke with Benjamin Fox, who owns Raztax a year ago, and we talked about this. I think it's an urban planning term called a creative placemaking. And I think your development fits this. It's the idea that artistic and cultural activities strengthen a community and can really bring true economic change to you know to an area that was previously abandoned and blighted Mm -hmm. yeah and that's just so beautiful i think so um you know i i i think i say it a a fair amount of time at least in my head or whatever um but you know i'm not just putting bands into rooms and and putting on concerts i think it's i think it's a lot more than that and uh um you know, I feel like the momentum's in our direction. You know, we still need uh, quite a few people to like really understand what's happening around here, um, because um, I think these these artists and these these people coming to town to perform here. You know, if you look at tour itineraries, um, most cities don't get these people to come here. You know, and uh, it's special and it should be kind of embraced. And and uh, when when you do have people of kind of the stature of, of bands that, that we're getting to town, you know, currently at Codfish Hollow, but soon at the Rust Belt, you know, these are the things that make people move to cities, live in cities, stay in cities, raise their families there, decide not to leave. And um, it, they aren't just concerts. Um, I, I think it just bleeds into every part of, of just your social well-being, your 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 mental fitness, your your uh, excitement about where you live. Um, you know, there's there are plenty of like decent-sized cities, you know, that are that are even bigger than us that don't get these people to come visit them. And uh, um, you know, I I really think it should should be taken advantage of a little bit more. I mean, and, and I'm not trying to bellyache at all. I, I think it's just I think we're getting to that point where um, if people really think about what that means, that that band is here this, you know, that night, um, it's a big deal. You know, they can only be in one place yeah. and, um, to, to see East Moline or Davenport or Maquoketa, Iowa on a tour routing that's just filled with Chicago's, New York's, um, you know, Milwaukee's, um, and nothing in between. That's a huge testament to kind of what we're building here. And, um, I think it's going to get 
I think in the next 10 years, I mean, we're going to see a pretty serious population explosion here. I mean, is it ever going to be something like Denver or Austin? No. Um, just as far as sheer numbers? No. I mean, those those cities have a, uh, just an infrastructure that's just greater than we could ever build here, really. But could we have a mini version of that? Absolutely. I mean, I, I could definitely see us um, having something very similar to Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, where that has become such a hot spot in the last five years where um, it wasn't, you know, for the longest time, yeah, it had its heyday and then it, it went dark too. And um, all it takes is, you know, a handful of people doing some really interesting things and, and you can you can really spark uh, maybe not a revolution, but at least a revitalization of, of um, people living there and, 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 and also kind of deciding to like add on, you know, it, contribute something to making it, even bigger and more vibrant. Absolutely. You know, people see this and then they, it gives them the courage to take on mm. another big project. And, and it should. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's the way everything actually survives. Um, you know, I mean, we talk about it a lot just with the things that we're building in downtown Davenport. Please, more restaurants, more more venues, more bars, more, you know, reasons for people to, to not just have a boring I'm going home after work and, and staying home after work. I mean, you have plenty of great reasons now to 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 kind of live fuller, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. You know, I mean it's it is not a depressing place. You know, this is a very alive place now and um it should be taken advantage of. Absolutely. How many concerts do you anticipate having there a month? Say we're hoping four to five, you know, and those would be kind of a varying you know, sizes, um, you know, I'd like, you know, if I had it my way, I'd like to have one that's uh, one a month. That's always kind of on that higher side of, you know, close to the 4,000, uh, cap range. And then everything else can kind of fit in, you know, maybe a couple 800,000, 2000, um, shows, but that, that's the plan. You know I mean? I think getting started, you know, we'll ease into it. And by, by summer, I I think we'll see those numbers, you know, kind of where, where we want it to be, you know, very similar to kind of what we do at Codfish Hollow during the season out there. We do about four a month out there. So it'll be similar to that. Yeah. What do you think the price point will be for tickets? Well, I mean, I think, you know, these are going to be, these are going to be bigger bands, but I think, you know, I want to keep our price point at, at, at a quad city rate, you know? Um, so I think most shows are going to be in the 30 to $40 range. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so pretty, reasonable. pretty dang affordable. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have a season ticket that's available as well. We do. Yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of getting close to getting rid of those. Um, so, you know, if anybody wants to lock in for, <laughs> for a year, they should, cause I think they're going to go pretty quickly once we start really announcing who's playing there. Mm-hmm. One thing I love about your venues, um, is that you're, you're not just stuck in a seat. Now there won't be any seating here, right? No, that won't. people will be able to move around. Yep. mill around um go up to the bars and get yep. a drink come back and stand with your friends and, exactly and uh so it just enhances the social aspect of of a performance i think so i mean i think it's uh you know there's there are certain shows that should be in theaters you know and then there's a whole lot of them that shouldn't you know and uh you know i think the same goes for arenas you know i think it I like going to show where I I'm not stuck somewhere. You know, you don't want to have to ask people to stand up so they can go. You know, get a drink. Um, there's a time and place for that. Uh, I like creating places that uh, you know you can be more social and you can kind of move around. You can you can go to a different spot in the venue if you want. You can see it from a different angle. Um, and I think uh, it's interesting because I think the Rust Belt is is certainly the biggest venue by far that I've ever built. Um, 
But there's a lot of really good angles in the place, and I think it's going to be fun for people to sort of move around and explore, you know, kind of different sight lines and, and uh, um, see things. You know, we, we have a lot of really good spots in the place that I think are going to be really fun to watch mm-hmm. a show from. Yeah, great. This is just one of a long succession of places that you have founded and created. Where, where do you get your energy, and are you constantly thinking about your next adventure? Uh, I don't know where I get my energy. I don't really sleep a ton, so it's not from sleep. I don't really like sleep. Uh, I just, you know, I'm excited to just, I don't know what it is. It's not even about leaving a mark. I just, uh, you know, we all have limited time and I just get excited about the people I get to be around every day. Um, you know, I'm out at a concert, you know, most nights a week. And I never get tired of it. You know, there's, there's, you know, certain days where like, oh man, it's been a long two weeks or a long three weeks and you just need maybe one day to recharge. But it's a people thing. I mean, these artists that we bring in almost, almost unanimously are interesting people. They're fun. You know, they're great to talk to. Um, They're out there just kind of living their dreams too and, and just plugging away and trying to make things happen you know they're they're chasing something the same way I'm chasing something and um, I think a lot of times you don't really even know what it is you're chasing I I really don't I'm, I'm trying to uh, um, you know this is the place I've always wanted to live I was born here and and uh, um, you know I could say something like I saw a need or you know something to, to fill but that's not what I did I just I'm just chasing whatever I'm chasing you know I'm trying to create um, this environment that I want to not just live in, but, you know, a place where I just want to smile every day. You know, I just want to like have fun every day. And, and I think if, if fun can be your work and, and if fun can, um, you know, feed your family, that's the best, you know? And I think a lot of people have, you know, they have different, different definitions of fun. I mean, there's some, there are people that work at John Deere and, you know, do a completely different thing than me, you know, and they have fun. And and I think, you know, if you find that thing that, that brings you joy and, and, um, um, is fulfilling, I mean, that, that's what keeps me fired up. I mean, I know every day, um, you know, until we get to the point where, see, it's not even about selling tickets for me, but it's like, if there are any tickets left, I feel like I didn't do a good enough job because I know the product I'm putting on that stage and I know it's that good. So if there are tickets left, that means that there are a few people that didn't get to enjoy this thing that I, you know, that I think was really that you really beneficial, created and, yeah. you know, uh, something that I think they can take home with them um, to make their life better. You know, I, I think, you know, it's like we sell fun and, um, I think a lot of people uh, don't take the time to like actually like inject that into their lives. You know, I mean, it's, it's very easy to get um, caught up in the mundane, you know, tricking yourself into thinking that the responsibilities are too great, that you can't allow yourself time on a Tuesday night to go have fun, you know, that it's maybe not worth it or that you'll pay for it the next day. And I just don't think that's ever a true statement. I think, um, I think, people rarely regret, you know, coming out and, and doing something that, that that's for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there's plenty of other things you regret, but I don't think it's that. I don't think going to a concert or going to a movie or um, getting together with some friends for a couple of drinks on a non-Friday or Saturday night, you ever really regret. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think so either. But your passion has really allowed us to to have these all these great experiences, and we're very thankful for that. Well, I, yeah, 
I hope so. Yeah. How did you decide on the name the Rust Belt? Um, you know, that's just really kind of where that place where it's where it's situated. Um, I think where that building's been plopped down. I mean, that's um, the actual building, um, the complex that we're in uh, is has been built kind of over time. Um, but the building that the Rust Belt is in was built in 1880, which is um, obviously a long time ago. Um, but all that stuff has sort of been there. And obviously there have been other plants and factories around there that are now torn down or, or repurposed for other things. But, you know, the Case IH plant was there. And, um, you know, it just seemed fitting that we would kind of, uh, you know, salute, I guess, the the, 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 the factory culture of, of you know, that basically built, you know, that area of, of East Moline and, um you know, there was it, it was an old automobile manufacturing plant too. They made a, a car called the Moline Knight, and uh, you know, we just kind of wanted to celebrate that a little bit. I, 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 we're still trying to find a, a, one of those cars, so um, <laughs> I'd never I'm, heard of I'm, that before. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of them are rusted out, and we we won't be able to find uh, it very easily. But we're going to try. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean Moeller, thank you so much for talking today and for bringing such a vibrant music scene to the Quad Cities. My pleasure. The Rust Belt will be opening soon. You can check out their schedule at molernights.com. That's molar, M-O-E-L-L-E-R, nights.com. And while you are there, spend some extra time in East Moline checking out the creative changes that are happening there. This has been Carolyn Martin, talking art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Kell. Thank you.